You have very weird friends. I will make a confession. I don't particularly like Draco. Also, Hermione, I really want to shoot her in the face. Yeah, I hate the character, but they're not that bad. After the end nearly made me fail my midterms. Gandalf and Dumbledore were smoking pipe weed together, <laughs> and all of these other characters who are very similar were hanging out. I don't like when authors go here. You're going to the bad place. The bad place. I hate the bad place. It's evil. It makes me cry. Were you not 14 and completely self-centered? I'm still self-centered. Oh, uh, yes. As am I. No one knows their head from their ass as far as relationship goes in high school. Ginny sleeping around the entire castle, which is apparently what happened if you read the right fix. Or the right wizard rock. Dumbledore had 13 horcruxes. Harry Potter was an elemental. Once again, that's a discussion for another time. And thanks for the apparently now running commentary that I have been pregnant at some point. Oh, you're welcome. And I love P.S. just leaping on me. The theory that got me to just say, all right, this is just too ridiculous, I'm going to quit, is Harry was the seventh Horcrux. Yeah. That's a ridiculous theory. I cried for about ten years and then found Potterfic Weekly, and now I'm much saner. I don't know how to tell her I'm weird. I read them as an adult, and something about the writing style and the story really captured me. Mm-hmm. And it's taken over my life. And I love all the Twihards who are just like, oh, we're making this up as we go along. We're all original. No, you're not. It's got some pretty good characterization, and there's hardcore gay sex. That's fine. I link you in the chat. I'm just entertained by the concept of somebody thinking that midgets have night vision. Ryan's going to look at the length of the call in the morning and wonder just what the <laughs> hell happened. Yeah. Oh, God. Because if we started at nine, it's quarter of three now. Skype has it listed as being five hours, 29 minutes, and 35 seconds. Yep. Nice. We are approaching the length of the longest episode ever recorded. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's just going to think that you plus me plus Scott equals really long podcasts. Yeah, only half of it is the actual podcast. Yeah, Scott, we just Scott wasn't here for the other really long ones, so it's oh. you and me. Yeah, it's you and me. Plus wine. Plus Cat beer. plus death roll plus alcohol equals long podcast. <laughs> we did have some good discussion points for after the episode ended. I'm wondering what we can do with them. The Pufla Exchange was our last best hope for conversation. We failed. But in season three, it became something greater. Our last best hope for entertainment. In this episode, we feature typically Puffwanian on-topic discussion. Not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> I can touch my toes to the faucet. I can turn on the sink with my feet. It's like the Manhattan Project. Don't take offense to this, guys. You guys are the most dysfunctional people. No, they're not! <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. Father, think we please. Where the story lands. Ever ends. Mm-hmm.
And welcome back to the Poofo Exchange. I'm Deathroll. I'm Kat. I'm Scott. And I'm Bob. I had forgotten that I had ripped season one of Babylon 5 and then forgotten to add it to iTunes. So it's been sitting on my hard drive without any real access to it. Oops. I do love Babylon 5. It's a great show. The next coverage of that is going to be Third Space, which takes place in the middle of season four. I need to collect all the DVD. I'm probably not going to be on that. need to watch some more of that. I actually, did I tell, Death, did I tell you that one of my oldest kids... Yes, she said, you're right, season five does suck. (laughs) So just to fill everybody else on the call in, one of my kids is super into sci-fi, so I eventually got her to watch Firefly, and then after she said she loved that, I got her to watch Babylon 5, and I was warning her all the the weeks through, like, just be be advised that season five really sucks. And she didn't understand. Just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. And finally, one Sunday, she comes back to me and it's just like, yeah, you're right. Season five does suck. But I finally got her to, I was just like, oh, you should really listen to this podcast that I'm sometimes on called the Puffo Exchange. They covered Firefly and a lot of these shows that you really like. So she listened to the first one that she could click on, which was this five and a half hour special. Oh, no. (laughs) And the first thing she messages me is... You have very weird friends. <laughs> I don't know how to tell her I'm weird. <laughs> I'm as weird as these friends are. This is not a strange, yeah. you know, I'm the sane, sane one of the po- the podcast. I am not the sane one of the podcast. Oh, God. What, what a way to start off is with the... <laughs> well, it's not as bad as how I started off. Which was with... The second Christmas special I started off with PFW. Oh, no. I had no clue what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I listened to Special Four, and then I started listening to the individual podcasts. I started off at the beginning. Thousands of years ago. I was brought on when Mike nominated my fic for the podcast, and I figured, like an illogical person, I'll start at the beginning. So I read after the end and was listening to the coverage, and it was good times all the way through, and the craziness just sort of built. After the end nearly made me fail my midterms. <laughs> uh. It's a good fic. I haven't read it in a while. Yeah. I still haven't read it. What? Get off the call right now and go start reading it. I've read the first three chapters because I recorded those ones, but that's as far as I've gotten. Get a few more hours before bedtime. You might be able to get some in. It's so horrible how much I like They Shook Hands. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not. You can like it as much as you want. Honestly, let me just say, I am very glad that you decided to dive into it, and I'm doubly glad that you're enjoying it well it's just i mean i'm always so very hesitant to read any fic where draco is front and center because i hate him so much i really enjoy the fact that you keep him in character to the point that i can still hate him and just enjoy myself hating him that's the thing he's the same character he just happens to be friends with harry i noticed that ron is the same character as well and he he just happens to not be friends with harry which was definitely very oh, I see what you did there, kind of a moment, because almost nothing changes. Ron and Draco are so similar. They really are. And it's part of the reason why I never really liked Ron. (laughs) 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 It's the fact that he's such an ass. (laughs) Well, I I will make a confession. I don't particularly like Draco. (laughs) I, I despise Ron, and I don't particularly care for Draco. He's... They're both ass. 
asses. And they are. Yeah. I mean, definitely agree with that. And there are all these people who, during the shipping wars, were professing their loves for like Draco and Ron, and it's just like. What are you on? They're assholes. To Harry, like, Ron's an asshole to Harry through most of the books. Yes. And it's just like, why are you friends with him? Because he doesn't have anyone else. That's true. Yeah. But, I mean. And Harry is a stray in the common parlance. He's a stray. He doesn't have a lot of friends because he doesn't trust people. One of my favorite AU fics where Sirius raises Harry Mm -hmm. is he is friends with all the rest of the Weasleys, but he's not friends with Ron because he hates Ron because Ron's an ass. <laughs> what fic is this? I must read it. The username's ksom814, and she likes, just as a prequel, she likes to take cliches and twist it. I like so it already. So it's a twin fic, but it's definitely a weird twin fic. It's called Unknown Relations. Okay, send me a link, please. Okay, hold on. Sounds like a fantastic I film. don't know. They've got their good moments. There's a reason why they're still friends. I don't know. If it had been me, I never would have forgiven him after the whole dragon thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wouldn't have either. That was just I guess. such an... Well, you know someone, you yeah. know someone for four years, and... <laughs> and you don't know them well enough in that span of time to know that your friend would never have entered himself in the tournament. And for this person who hates the center of attention, who hates his fame, why would he volunteer for this kind of a situation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there's also the fact that you Ron's know, your blinded best by friend, himself. Your point. best friend who has his life threatened every single year yeah. has been entered into this deadly contest. It never even occurs to Ron that this is anything other than what it seems on the tin. I mean, even if you could excuse getting mad at Harry about being entered in the tournament, to not tell him about the dragon is just low. Yeah. Yeah. It's really low. I can't wait till we can sit down and actually discuss the canon as though it were fanfic. I want in on this podcast. because You you are most welcome. It's going to be a great discussion. There are characters that people are just like, why do you hate this character? I'm just like, because he's an ass. And yeah. I really want my chance to defend my That's opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Yeah, I don't why? know. It's, exactly. There, there's a prevalence of 14-year-olds who are asses to people. There is a phase that people go through. This happens. People understand care. this. Were you not 14 and completely self-centered? I'm still self-centered. <laughs> uh, yes, as am I. But I would but, never let someone who I called my best friend go into some huge dangerous situation like this, even if I were mad at them. There's a difference between being self-centered and putting yourself above someone else's well-being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As much as you may be angry with somebody, even your best friend, you don't want to see them dead. You don't want to see yeah. him really get hurt. And with Harry and Ron's situation, like, Harry's almost I'm sure died. I get that from Ron, though. I, I don't see where he did. Where he turned his back. Well, he stopped talking to Harry for like yeah. half of book four. Exactly. And then um, he walked out of the, in year seven. That's when, when I would have been like, we're done. And yeah. then, Don't get me started on that, because that just <laughs> leads me into a discussion. He was smacked up the head by a dragon. I mean, I, mean I, I could rant all night about the Ron Hermione dynamic and how could she ever possibly want a man who would walk out on her. Yeah, but that, that, that's, that's a whole other aside. Yeah. Um, or choose between her best friend and the guy she loves. What kind of choice is that? Yeah. When her best friend really needs her because he has nobody else. Literally. Literally. Book seven has a lot to do with Ron why I just shouting. can't, Apparently, I just can't uh, stand the Ron Hermione ship and stuff. I mean, I used to be fine with it, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm an I'm it. an unapologetic Harry Hermione shipper, but it has nothing yeah. to do with the fact that the Ron Hermione ship is completely non-workable in my I opinion. Just don't ship. 
Because I don't see any workable relationships in canon. Which is definitely fair. I mean, I can read the Harry Hermione no, we dynamic must be really delayed. Sorry. and see romantic relationship there. Other people see a really good, deep friendship there. And that's fine. We yeah. can be reasonable people and disagree on that. But I can puncture the Ron Hermione relationship in a million places. I can see where you can see romance in Hermione Harry. Mm-hmm. You know what? When I see it, it's not like I run the other way. It's just I prefer genfic mostly because no one knows their head from their ass as far as relationship goes in high school. So true. And here's where we get the one person who says, but I know so-and-so. Yeah, that's yeah. once. That's one but- person. That's a random situation that could not be repeated. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who married their high school sweethearts. Those people are really annoying because it's just like, oh, and I've known them for for 10 years. And it's just like, I haven't had a date in 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) This whole concept of finding your one true love when you're 17 is just completely ridiculous. Particularly when you take in mind the whole like house divided thing through most of the books and how... Of course, no one's going to date somebody from the other house. Because, you know, why would you ever mm-hmm. do that and take yeah. that seriously? Oh, gee, that would be uh, Ron and Padma, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't even wanted on either's parts. Or Ginny sleeping around the entire castle, which is apparently what happened if you read the right fix. <laughs> or the right wizard rock. Mm-hmm. I can't really stand Ron Ginny at all. but vivacious, but... don't you? No, I can't say them at all, but I still can't read the fics that are just horribly bashing even the characters that I hate. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I hate the character, but they're not that bad. Yeah. So I, I, I see what you mean. With, good by and large, the manipulative Dumbledore fics. I read them yeah. for a laugh, but I don't take them at all seriously. It's possible to write characters that you hate and do them justice as a character and have them still be awful. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these that have the characters as a certain way just pulls away from part of the character. Like I read one where Dumbledore had 13 horcruxes. What? <laughs> yes. I mean, the math doesn't even work on that one, but they wrote in that Dumbledore was a master of arithmancy, and therefore each soul piece only had a little bit, and so it wasn't half, and then half, and then half. And Snape had a dozen or whatever, and they had an unbreakable vow that they would each revive the other, and uh, it was hysterically uh, I, funny. But I, I think I, I think I've read that one. Was that partially kissed hero or something? Yes, uh, yes, that was it. <laughs> that, that story. It's very cracky, but at the same time, it's well-written crack, Yeah, and it's long, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's well-written crack, but I had to stop reading it at some point, because he has a lot of ideas, and most of them are a bit ridiculous, but he can't stop putting them all in the same story. Mm-hmm. And it just gets absolutely ridiculous. So the, just... the part I really loved about that one was the whole dark kernel. <laughs> Basically, uh, yes. Harry Harry plays a prank on Dumbledore and Snape. He leaves a Kentucky Fried Chicken container at some crime scene or, or whatever scene where something happened. And so Dumbledore starts doing these investigations, and he comes to the conclusion that a muggle dark colonel is after him and after his empire there and Dumbledore gets stabbed with a chicken foot that's been dipped in the spices so there Snape is trying to analyze the 17 herbs and spices and trying to figure out the secret recipe (laughs) it's absolutely hysterical 
I do recommend it for a good laugh, if nothing else. Yeah. Was he writing it as a serious thing, or was he trying to? Be I can't tracking? tell at times because there are parts of it where he takes the things that we learn about in canon, like the faux glass and and whatnot, and applies them to home defense and stuff. So there are very serious parts of it, but there's others that are just completely ridiculous. Like Trelawney gets turned into a dryad and sent <laughs> back in time, and that alters the real history, and they send acorns from her tree to other planets on space missions. And what? Yes, yes. Uh, I think I quit before it got to that part. It's Although so I- ridiculous. Um, she takes over Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, it's uh. It's such a crack fic, but it's well written. I, I think that's the one that has a uh, Dobie riding a dodo or something. Maybe a different one, but I don't I remember say, that. I have to say, though, I have to bring this up in the secondary bad fic podcast. One thing that I really hate is when people write in mages and dryads yes. and. Yes. It's just like this was not mentioned at all in canon. Where are you getting this? Or elementals? Harry Potter was an elemental. Of what? <laughs> Fire, obviously. Yes. Or possibly air, because he flies, don't you know? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neville is the earth elemental. Of course, because he likes plants. Mythology. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's just. Oh. I had to say that's one of the few times that I actually kind of looked at Dangerous and went, Really, Anne? Really? We're going to go here? Though I guess she had legitimate plot points to it. At the same time, I was just kind of like. I don't like when authors go here. They're well, going to the bad yeah. place. The bad place. I hate the bad place. It's evil. <laughs> it makes me cry. I wonder if somebody will write the fic where Ron actually does die in Goblet of Fire. Because I think that's what she said. She was feeling really depressed while writing Goblet of Fire and almost killed off Ron. Yeah, I wish she had. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but he's such an ass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like him most of the time. The seventh book would be a lot more realistic. It'd be a lot more realistic without the epilogue because it's possible for <laughs> them to get together, but for some of those relationships to last for 19 years is just ridiculous. Well, the fact that there's no divorce in the wizard community apparently is just like, really? Well, then you run into these fix where Ginny's using a love potion on Harry. Yeah, that's just. Yeah. It's um, like, really? You can't come up with a better. Where the chest monster comes from. Yeah. The chest monster. <laughs> <laughs> God, the chess monster. <laughs> yeah, that is partially kissed here. This is a hysterical fic. I've read <laughs> others of his, but I didn't go into that one because I was getting a little tired of his style and the other ones. There was yeah. a non-crossover Buffy one, which is another where he's basically trying to fix everything and power up everyone possible in 57 different ways. And then the one that I actually came to him from is one where, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Buffy. I actually haven't watched much of it myself, but there's apparently an episode in the second season. I'm familiar with the movie starring Christy Swanson, Donald Sutherland, Paul Rubens, and Luke Perry. I'm actually reading, uh, I'm watching Buffy right now. I'm almost completely through the second season. Okay. There's apparently an episode in the second season where everybody gets dragooned into going out and shepherding kids around on Halloween. Yes. And an evil sorcerer casts a spell that turns everybody into their costumes. Mm-hmm. And there's a tiny thread that goes on later where one of the characters remembers a little bit of the skills from having been dressed as a soldier. Yes, and Sander. Fick has latched onto that and taken... They dress up as all sorts of things and retain all sorts of stuff. 
In oh, that's BS. The only, the amazing only, way. Um, the, yeah. Ah, that drives me nuts. That just drives yeah. me so but, nuts. Because the only reason why that happened to Xander is because there's nothing significant about Xander throughout the entire series, while everyone else is either a vampire slayer or a witch or a vampire itself, or like they they have all these different people, and then there's mm-hmm. Xander who's fully human. So they have this one, he has this one shining moment in season two where he retains all his knowledge as a military officer, so he knows all this procedure and stuff. But other than that, nothing interesting happens to him throughout the entire series. Hmm. So it kind of pisses me off that people are using I, I that. I think to- that, that's probably yeah. one of the most overused episode launching points for stories oh, yeah. in that fandom. It's, it's got an acronym, it's... Y-A-H-F, get another Halloween fic. <laughs> Some of them really are quite good. They do well with yeah. it. But the one that I came to this guy's profile on has Xander dressed up as Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Oh, God. And so he now has a time machine. Or After a whole bunch of terrible, horrible stuff happens and it's a post-apocalyptic thing, it's kind of like the Harry comes back and fixes everything. But he remembers enough. This horrible stuff having happened brings back his memories of being Doc Brown, and he drives him basically slightly insane, and he builds himself a time machine and comes back repeatedly and dresses himself as all sorts of different things and eventually gets other people in on this loop and all sorts of crazy, wacky stuff happens and they translate dimensions because they dress up as sliders at one point and they run into anime things and uh, it just went a little nuts after a while. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be a common theme, and that guy's, I think his uh, username is Perfect Lionheart. That seems to be a common theme throughout his stories. Just superpower everyone that he likes, and then if he doesn't like you, they bash down. There's nothing else that this author has written that is straight Harry Potter, therefore I will not read anything else this author has written. Mm -hmm. You just look at some of the things, and there's one crossover with Harry Potter and Ranma one half. No. I have no idea what that means, but okay. It, it's an anime. I've read some really bad Harry Potter anime Mostly uh, features gender bending. Yeah, gender bending as a result of contact with water, I think. Can I, can I say yeah. gender bending is wrong? Yes, you can. It's just wrong. Yeah. It's worse than Snape Hermione. <laughs> On the scales of, scale of things that are wrong, Snape Hermione is better than gender bending. <laughs> Although I do like the fic where somehow or other Harry manages to skip universes basically completely by accident and lands in one where he's a girl and no, runs into no. himself as a girl and is com- completely and utterly flabbergasted by I, this I really thing. don't and, like uh, Harry yeah. as a girl. I'm just, it's, it's, ew. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have to have the reactions and stuff. Well, there was a crack fic once that just kind of scarred me for life because it was a Harry-Ron relationship fic where uh, Harry was a girl. That's creepy. Wow. Yeah. That's really creepy. <laughs> As I said, scarred for life. Never reading one of those again. Harry is not a girl. Harry is a boy. I was luckily not aware enough that, to know that I would never be able to stand any story like that, so I was able to keep myself from being scarred, but although that's mostly just through past experience of not knowing that when I, you hear something through the internet that you don't know of, do not look it up. Yeah, no, don't. It took me way too long to figure that out. Speaking of boys and girls, death is Blaze a girl in your fic? Originally, yes. Okay. 
However, you fix it in the redo. In the post-canon revision, that character has been renamed to Tracy Davis. Okay. And Male Blaze does put in a sort of cameo appearance, and I was particularly proud of myself for figuring out how to get the character out of the fic without needing to rewrite the whole thing. Yes, I noticed that as I was reading the original, and I was just like, Blaze is a girl in this one. I, you know what? I'm going to accept that because we didn't know the Blaze was a boy uh, <laughs> when this was actually published. Yeah, I did my research because I did want to know, and I saw name lists 10 years ago where it was in both. So I said, ah, fuck it. It's like Taylor. Or, 10 years ago, no one knew. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was doing research, trying to looking at baby name lists, and yeah. I saw it in both. And I said, eh, whatever. I'll go with it. And I turned out to be wrong, but oh well. 10 years ago, it was a 50-50 shot 10 years ago. And it's kind of funny to watch people who weren't there 10 years ago, who are just like, why wouldn't boys be a boy? And it's just like, we had no clue. Seriously, I've been yelled at by so many people, and I just say, screw off. We, ha- we had no clue. There were a lot of things that we had no clue about that seems so basic now that just, it it was like flipping a coin. I kind of miss all that, you know, stuff. Yeah. And yet, I miss those days. I, I, I miss those days. I definitely do not miss the... Shipping wars. Shipping wars. I don't miss all the drama with Cassie Clare. Oh, and why it, not? God, that made me nuts. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I wa- there I'm were, not going to discuss Cassie. Th- there were people that I wanted to shoot over that one. Mm-hmm. Not her, but there were people that I wanted to shoot over her. And that drama. It's just, I mean, Leaky was the only place to really hang out in those days. <laughs> because Pofo- if, if I had one thing to change, I would say Pofoy should have existed earlier. Just because Leaky is such an annoying place to hang out. And there was no alternative. I would hang out on the leaky boards because there was nowhere else to go. I mean, when I got into the fandom, I was already in another fandom. And I asked my friend, Vicky, after I had finished reading Goblet of Fire, and I said, I need more. Where can I get my fix? And she said, check out Fiction Alley. So -hmm. that was my introduction to the fandom. Oh, man. My introduction to the fandom. I googled Harry Potter 5 and found leaky. And... I thought that was considered the only place to go in fandom, and I cried for about 10 years and then found Potterfake Weekly. And now I'm much saner. Now you're much saner? Oh boy. It's kind of slightly worrying that Poofa can make people sane. Don't take offense to this, guys. You guys are the most dysfunctional people. No, they're not! Leaky is a nuts place. Yeah. I don't think I really got into the fandom until Poofa... I started reading some fakes a year or two before, but I didn't actually discuss anything. Although, it's funny, uh, I started looking up a lot of theories and stuff after uh, book six. And the uh, theory that got me to just say, all right, this is just too ridiculous, I'm going to quit, is Harry was the seventh Horcrux. Yeah. That's a ridiculous theory. That's such a ridiculous theory. No way that would ever make it into the <laughs> That would never be happening. I remember telling my mom, wouldn't it be funny if Harry died in the last book? <laughs> and I was right. I was so proud of myself. Okay, you guys are the ones who obviously laugh during people's funerals. You have to understand, Pofua is such an extraordinary place because people generally aren't assholes. Yeah, I definitely have been able to see that on most of the internet, people are just absolute assholes. That What's the point of being like this? Why? Every couple of years, I try and attend like a meeting with these the HP meetup stuff in Chicago, And it's generally all girls, and all they want to talk about is drama. And they want to cause drama. And, like, it's just, and then I just swear off it for a while because I get. 
tired of it. And that's what Leaky was for years. It's just drama and clicks and, and all this. And it's just like, this is unnecessary. We all like Harry Potter. We don't need to be fighting over who Harry's going to end up with. It's not that important. It's a story. But it's it just, I mean... <laughs> I know, right? It's just... Uh, and, and what what got yeah. worse was the people who were trying to, quote-unquote, set up Emerson, who ran MuggleNet, and Melissa, who runs Leaky. And the constant battling over them ending up together was just insane. And just made me kind of nuts. I wouldn't know. That. Wouldn't know had nothing to do with either of those sites. <laughs> Be glad. I am. Because... <laughs> Other than the joking Ryan and Jen are gonna end up together, like there is no there's no shipping of the podcast hosts. Um, and if people start I don't know, shipping, for a while we were shipping Mike and PS. Well yeah, but I mean not seriously. Yeah. Ryan just gets shipped with everybody. Yes. But I mean if, if people actually start seriously shipping podcast hosts the way that they did with Emerson and Melissa, I'd probably go out and shoot them. Be like, <laughs> We're not turning into that podcast. <laughs> No, 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 no. I don't know. It's just, it's a very, the fandom's a very different place these days, which is, I guess, a good thing because we've lost a lot of the drama. But at the same time, there was something kind of interesting about all the theories that everybody had about what was going to happen and who people really were. And the midnight releases of all the books were just so much fun. And to be able to say I was there for that. What I love is that everyone was getting on the prepay and sign up and make sure you're at Borders at midnight and you get called by the specific number and blah, 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 blah. I just went to the store at midnight, paid for the book, and picked it up as I walked out. No drama, no hassle, no nothing. I got the bracelet. Well, part of it is I got the bracelet because otherwise you would have to show up early and get in line. And I had to work. But I had worked in the mall that where the Barnes & Noble was. So I just went like before my shift or on my lunch and got my bracelet. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I would go and get my book. I think it also helped that I just went to a, I won't say small because they were a fairly substantial bookstore, but it wasn't a big chain or anything. Yeah. I No, I didn't go to the massive parties. There was a massive party out in Naperville. But to still like be able to tell your grandkids that you were there for the midnight releases is kind of special. Mm-hmm. I was because there for five, six, and seven. They didn't do midnight releases before Harry Potter. And I love all the twihards who are just like, oh, we're making this up as we go along. We're all original. No, you're not. <laughs> be quiet right now. Eh, what can you expect? The prefrontal cortexes haven't developed yet. Oh, man. <laughs> It's a it's a wonder that I haven't shot the kids that I my my kids that like Twilight. Just like yeah, we're gonna ignore the fact that you like Twilight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That way, I'll still talk to you. Yep. Otherwise, go read Twilight books right now. That whole thing is just weird, but I guess it's kind of inevitable. It's not just Twilight. There are a lot of things that have either come out or have even several things that have been out for decades before that are getting new covers that they're advertised as the next Harry Potter or if you like Harry Potter you'll love this or I guess it's kind of the same as they used to do with half of the world's fantasy is advertised as the next Tolkien or whatever. Well it's, it's kind of like don't make it as the next Tolkien make it as you're you know a brand new kind of a thing. The beauty of Lord of the Rings was that no one had done something like that before. The beauty of the Chronicles of Narnia is no one had done something like that before. The beauty of Harry Potter is no one had done something like that before. And people respond to that stuff when it's original. Well, people have done stuff like Harry Potter before, but not um, 
Nothing you know, is original. Everything has been done before. On, on a certain level, yes. And it has been a while. It like, just, uh, this goes go back, back to what like, we're talking about. Cliches. It's fine to write a cliche if you're doing it originally. Yeah. And taking a twist on it. No one had written a story about an orphan wizard before who had to defeat a really bad guy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I mean, there's lots of touches of David Edding's work in there. Oh, yeah, there. total. Totally. I love David Eddings, by the way. David Eddings, the master of telling a good story, and then telling it again, and then telling <laughs> it again in guy. three books, and then telling it again in only three books. Yep. And you know what? Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I could do that. Uh, he made it work. I have hard copies of the Malorian, the Illinium, and the Tamuli all on my bookshelf, although not actually on my bookshelf because they're packed in boxes because those were what was moved to the house. Yeah, I have, I think, the Belregard part one. Belgariad? Belgariad, yeah. I need to pick up part one and part two of that in the hardcover. I have them in softcover and they're I falling only have- apart. Yeah, I only have paperbacks on these things because my parents started bitching about the fact that I have too many books, so they won't buy me hardcover anymore. <laughs> no such thing, Mom. Yeah, and then I yell at her because I need another bookshelf. <laughs> Reading is fundamental. <laughs> Isn't that one of the things that most parents are always complaining their kids don't read enough? Yeah. There's no such thing as too much reading unless, well, unless it's ruining your life, but it's not, so... I was in love with reading, and then I found out about Harry Potter, and then I, like, fell in love with reading. (laughs) I became an addict. It was bad. And then I got into conversations with people, like, in in high school, where I would be talking about the Fellowship of the Ring, and I would bring up Tom Bombadil, and they'd be like, who? And I'd be like, you saw the movie only, didn't you? And they're like, why would I read the books? Well, to be fair, I cannot stand the books. I can't stand Tolkien's writing style. I think it's entirely too verbose and I have never read a single page of Return of the King. I have only gotten halfway through the Two Towers once and I've read through Fellowship one and a half times and I just, I couldn't do it. I just love them. But I mean, it's also it's kind of like what you grew up with, you kind of love. Well, that's the thing though. I read The Hobbit in 8th grade mm -hmm. and I thought it was fantastic. So I went on to try and read Fellowship, and I struggled through it. And then I went on to Two Towers, and I just ground to a halt because I couldn't keep track of what was going on. Yeah, but I'm talking about more about when you're really little and you're growing up with what your parents like. My dad is a massive Tolkien fan, so I grew up with these stories from before I can remember. Thousands of years ago, before the dawn of man as we knew him. So to some point, it's nostalgia for me. I remember in fourth grade, I think, I did a report on Tolkien because I knew all about him already. And it's just like, oh, I'm just going to do a biography because this is going to be really really simple because I already know about all his books and I've read all his books. And my dad had the book on tape, the unabridged book on tape in cassette form, and I wore them out. (laughs) Because I listened to them so many times as a kid. But I don't know. I think it's harder when you pick them up when you don't have that kind of a tie to a book. Mm-hmm. It's harder to read them. Most of us who who are in this fandom and love Harry Potter grew up with Harry Potter. And I think it's slightly different for people who... I've, I know a lot of adults who have read them as adults, and they like it. It's just that they don't love it. I read them as an adult, and it just... I don't know, something about the writing style and the story really captured me. 
Mm-hmm. And it's taken over my life. <laughs> yes, it has. I could have been doing so many things over the past ten years than write my story. It's so much fun, though. It is, but I've been writing for ten years, and it's going to be at least another five before I'm done. Yep. Who knows what will happen in your actual life. I want my life back. Just think about ten years ago, you didn't even know Catherine, did you? No. Hell, three years ago, I didn't know her. Apparently, Puffwa has turned into knitting casts. I think Trisha and Kelly are both knitting, and so I got out my knitting, and now I'm knitting. Yay. Are they still recording? I think so. They nice. tend to They tend to record really long because they go chapter by chapter. Yeah, I've point noticed that. They're probably done by now, but they're doing the same thing we are. We go until like one <laughs> chatting. One your yes. time? Usually Trisha goes to bed around her, midnight her time. You know what we should it, do? We should totally just merge into their podcast and pop on and say hi. Who knows? Maybe, I guess. Crash. Yeah, Gatecrashers. Yeah, well, that was awesome. I actually stayed on it and podcasted with them. Yeah, I hadn't read. Which was fun. I had. I was thankful for that. I was pondering earlier today, taking some time tomorrow and hey, recording Scott, a round of comments. Hey, Scott, Scott, I know I said move the <laughs> microphone away from your mouth. I didn't mean quite that far. You're in the closet. Are you here, Scott? Are you alive? Are you delayed? Uh, Yay! Yay, Scott's back. got tired, it fell over. I always forget how good I am at knitting, though. Yes, but the podcast keeps stopping and starting. (laughs) Death, are are you hearing the delay that I have? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Scott, I love you. Yeah, that's like a 20-second delay, if (laughs) more. It's so horrible. Scott, Scott, Sue said she's still on call with Kelly. Do you want to join her? No, she says she's heading to bed in a few. Okay. I'm not tired. Yeah, neither am I. And yeah. I have lots more wine to drink. Yeah, I have knitting to do, so I'll stay on the call and talk. Mm. How was your beer? My beer was really good. Hey. It's not my favorite brew, but it's definitely good. It's hard to find six packs of my favorite brews. Nice. Okay, here's our test. Scott, say hello. One. Hello. Oh, damn, you're back. Okay, well, that was weird. You had like a 20, 30-second delay. Somewhere in there. Yeah, you guys are still having random blocks of sound and then silence, and then it picks up again, and then... Although I wonder if he was saying hello in response to the previous request to say something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I was actually saying hello in response to you saying... That I should, but okay. apparently it's erratic. Well, we know what happens to the connection to Canada at this time of night. So yep. all Canadians yeah, share one Skype line and all Australians share one Skype line. <laughs> Incidentally, I saw Rena need- pop online and I said hello to her from all of us. Hi, Rena. Or Rena, I don't know. Hmm. I get confused. I know. Or we could just call her Gabby. <laughs> Gabby! Yeah, I love listening to that. that Her recording. sisters just coming in. All the sisters just popping in. Where's this? It's 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 over there. Go away. I'm on the Skype call. I'm, I'm podcasting. Oh, I thought you were on Skype with Daryl. So now I'm wondering who Daryl is. I need to listen to that one. Oh you my do. gosh, so funny. It's a really good discussion. It really is. I mean, I mentioned my fic a little too much, but whatever i'm excited okay. about i i mentioned realization in my fic to no end i was worse about it than you were but i mean i'm excited i'm it's posting the revision and i didn't mind so much i mean part, you talked yeah. me into reading it so oh i'm happy that makes me happy it's just with i mean when you come down to 
a discussion of cliches and unique ways to write things, what I'm best qualified to talk about is my own story. Well, because you spent 10 years on it. Of course. Yeah. And I've done a lot of thinking about these issues and I think, okay, what's the smart way versus the dumb way to go about dealing with this issue? And I've just done so many drafts that have been bad fic that I just know <laughs> know about that stuff. I love, did I tell you what my mom thinks of fan fiction? Your mother discovered fan fiction, oh my. Well, okay, so I've been trying to get her to read after the end because it's a fairly standard, good kind of example of what fan fiction is within the fandom. Okay, so um, she's read Harry Potter, obviously. She's read Harry Potter, she likes it. She does not approve of my love of fan fiction. Mm-hmm. And she's tried multiple times to get me to stop. On my 20th birthday, she said, she and my brother kind of jokingly-ish argued with me that I was too old for fan fiction, which <laughs> I laughed hysterically at. And then yeah, just said, tell her about Melinda Leo. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was just like, nice try. There are people who are, your, who are your age who write this stuff. But her one shining example of what fan fiction is, is she went on to fanfiction.net and she clicked well, on Well, that's the, a problem. And she clicked yeah. on, the, on the first thing that that she saw. Yeah. That's bad idea. And I'm just like, mom, that's not fan fiction, that's crap. Seriously, give her promises unbroken. Well, I've tried to give her after the end and she won't read it, so I don't think... After the end's a little hard to get into, though. It doesn't pick up for a few chapters. Yeah. And one of the things, I mean, as great as it is, one of the things I really didn't like about it was the Lord of the Rings references and and such. It wasn't a purely Harry Potter fic. I don't know. I, I just think that I've tried multiple things that I think are good. And she doesn't understand that you have to, especially on fanfiction.net, you have to weed through the crappy things to get to the good stuff. And in case anyone missed it, I put a link to the epic link that I mentioned earlier. Probably going to read that. Mm -hmm. Be interesting. The very elusive fic that I've been dying to find again, where Hermione is a Ravenclaw and Ravenclaws are the ones who are evil because Dumbledore is the dark wizard instead of Tom Riddle, and Tom Riddle's the headmaster of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been searching for that thing forever, and at this point I don't even want to find it because I've built it up so highly in my head. But no, you do you do not just simply click on the first thing you find. No, no, no. That is not an example of what fanfiction is. But So she's got this stuck in her head of that's what fanfiction is, and this is what my daughter is reading all the time. Yeah, oh god, that'll just... no. One does not simply walk into fanfic. <laughs> Ooh, I've, I mentioned this on the previous recording. I couldn't remember the name of it. It's the one where Harry exiles himself from the Wizarding World, and Hermione founds a terrorist organization called Nova, and she yes. gets she gets termed a dark witch by the Ministry. The name of that fic is called Dangerous, and the that. author is Black Lotus. The, it's a the great one, fic. The one thing I, I kind of regret over all my years in fandom is I can't remember what my first fic is. And all these people have their first fic, and blah blah Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I have no idea what my first fic was. I can't say it's definitely the first, but one of the first was The Psychic Serpent. For me, my first fic was Nightmares of Futures Past. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I stumble on think. I'm fairly sure I've read this before. And that's pretty much as close as I get to anything that was one of my first fics. Yeah. Well, there's that problem of you've read this before, but it was by a different author. Yeah. And I loved in the bad fic where P.S. starts describing martial arts Harry, and she's like, this is literally 50 fics I've never read. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, I, I get annoyed by that just because it's clearly people who have never taken a martial arts class before in their life. This is not how you do martial arts. This is not what martial arts is about. My first fic doesn't exist anymore because the author decided it was no good and took it down. You know, I'm guessing that... At the time, I thought it was really great, but they were probably right. What was it? It was called uh, Phoenix Legends or something like that. It was on the Warner Brothers board. And the author since moved to fanfiction.net and wrote a Harry Draco story called, um, oh, I can't even remember because I didn't follow that one. I think it might have been called Eclipse, but I could be making that up. I just remember yeah. all the Stargate fanfiction that I read in my early years of entering geek fandoms and all the Jack Daniel that was there. <laughs> Jack Daniel. Good stuff. I haven't read much of Stargate fic because it's usually shippy, but... We talk about crossovers and how they're always bad. Several people know that my first fandom was Power Rangers. And uh, there, there's this one great fic. Yeah, very few people know that. You're amongst them now. And there was this fic. Couldn't even tell you what it was called. But Jason Scott, the original Red Ranger, goes on to join the military and becomes a member of an SG team. Interesting. Yeah, and Agoa Wold tries to right. take him over, but because of some remnant of the power still in his body, is unable to do it. And the military gets very interested in this, and it was a whip, and it never got finished as far as I know, so I don't know what happened, but it's like, ooh, that's interesting. That's, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of a good idea. Mm-hmm. I like that. Because it's a decent explanation to why he could not be a gold. Mm-hmm. And it didn't cross the universes per se, at least not as far as I read up to, but it just took one character from a, mm-hmm. a different fandom and put them in this other universe, which I think is a much better way of doing a crossover. Rather than Gandalf and Dumbledore were smoking pipe weed together, <laughs> and all of these other characters who are very similar were hanging out, and Voldemort and Sauron were uh, playing craps, and, you know. There's a pretty, I mean, I'll, I'll call it mediocre, because I think some of it is like, over the top. Like, the fact that Torchwood is involved in this crossover is just completely unnecessary. But the core of it is pretty interesting. It's a Stargate Atlantis Harry Potter crossfic where John Shepard's parents end up adopting Harry Potter through various reasons, and including the fact that Harry Potter's twin has been labeled the boy who lived. So yeah, Because you know, the plot said so. Because the plot said so. So Harry doesn't grow up going to Hogwarts or learning magic the conventional way. He learns it through comic books. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And it's just, I'm... It's so hysterical. Just Rodney's reaction to magic is like... Crossovers are fun. I enjoy them. Not all of them are very good, but they're fun. Most of them are are not so good. But there are some really great ones. I think probably one of my favorite crossover ones, Alexander Harris and the Shadow Council. So Buffy, Harry Potter, and very, very peripherally, a Adams Family crossover. The Adams Family is weird. mostly just yeah. It, <laughs> it's it's very very weird, <laughs> but it, it's it's very interesting. I I think as far as good fit goes, as far as you can go, it's about like Story Atlantis, Story SG One crossovers. Mm-hmm. I don't think that really counts as it. Oh, you mean it's, it's in-universe stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me just say, I love the episode where Ronan and Teal'c get to hang oh, out. Oh, that was yeah. my favorite episode ever. Such fun. Yeah. Just because they're, they're, they, they have two very different approaches. They're both the alien character, and they're just completely different. 
And I kind of like that they did that. Oh, that was complete and utter fan service. But oh, yeah. I love the part of that episode where they're sparring, quote unquote, yeah. and it's full on combat. And oh, they, they're killing they're, each other. They're, no, they're trying to kill each other. And they <laughs> and Weir walks in. How long have they been going at it? No, it's uh, Carter. Oh, is it Carter? And Carter walks in. How long have they been at it? An hour. An hour? <laughs> oh, God. and they still look pretty fresh. Yep. <laughs> Can I just say, the way Weir died was bullshit. I don't know. I, I kind of liked the self-sacrifice. She Wait. didn't really sacrifice oh, oh, that herself. Was, that, that was the replicator. That that I liked. The whole, I'm standing in the middle of the highest point in the city where they're going to attack us. Instead of evacuating it like a smart person, we're just going to stand here and wait to see what happens. I always thought it was kind of silly that the city didn't have engines that would move you laterally. Yeah, that's kind of weird, too. Like, but, really? Uh, you can just go up? Yeah. There's no steering on this thing, really? Nope, not at all. I definitely like Rodney's growth as a character. Rodney is an amazing character. I, I love, love Rodney. He's the ass who goes from being shipped off to work with the Russians as punishment to this really deep character who we care about. And his name is Meredith. <laughs> and his name is Mare. <laughs> Oh, God. And I like how the alternate Rodney comes in, and his name is Rod. And Oh, God, that's such an ass name, too. And Rodney says, I could never get anyone to call me that. Did you ever read that fic that I wrecked you called Alyssa, where Rodney has a daughter? I don't think you ever gave me the title of it. I know you mentioned it on the podcast, but you never mentioned the name of it, and you never provided a link as far as I know. But I would be glad to add it to the list. The list, capitalized, trademarked. On my browser, it automatically links to the mobile version, which I guess is a testament to how often I <laughs> go to this thing. But it actually, it, it's pretty interesting. It takes into account his actions. God, this was in the- baited by someone called Stoned Toad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stonehead is actually a pretty good author in the Stargate Atlantis universe. Good. The the screen names in the Stargate Atlantis universe are pretty interesting. I don't know, it's kind of cool. They take into account, they have Senator Kinsey be like threatening him during the Stargate Atlantis uh, SG-1 episodes. Like He threatened his daughter and that's why Rodney did what he did. Which is a bit, and then of course Jack finds out and doesn't send him off to Russia. But he's definitely very much the same character. It's just his motivations are motivations a little clearer. are very different. Nice. I will have to check that out. I will add it to the list. So much stuff on that list. I know how you feel. Oh goodness. Posting a new chapter of year two. Yay! Well, it's been really fun because I completed the revision, and then I'm posting a chapter like every day or every other day or every three days. So it's almost like the old days of fandom where you wait for the update. Yep. I I miss those days so much. I'm trying to recreate that for the few people. And I have this one a reader called Obsessive Girl 73 who's just commenting on every chapter. She loves it. Good times. So how goes your writing? It's okay. I kind of stopped for a little while because of vacation slash illness slash other things. I feel kind of good about it. I like my character because she definitely clashes with a lot of the canon characters. And so there's definitely a lot of... It's not like one of those OCs where she goes off skipping through the daisies. (laughs) spreading joy and happiness spreading joy and happiness and you know despite it doesn't matter that she's a Hufflepuff or not but like I I noticed that a lot of OCs are just kind of like and we're going to make everything better and their only flaws are either not really flaws 
or they serve as the dark and tragic past, which doesn't actually affect how they really act or whatever. It's just there for the canon characters to feel sympathy for them. And she has a dark and tragic past and is a bitch about it. Hmm. And she's like, don't feel pity for me. Oh, God. Someone has sent me a private message. One, they really love the story, but they asked me, they, they said they have some ideas. Quote, I can't find a good Harry Draco friendship fic, which reminds me I have some ideas for a Harry Draco friendship fic, but I can't write would you be interested in co-authoring after you are done with the series or in between. Right there saying, I can't write would you be interested in co-authoring aka would you write the fic for me? Yeah. And I I just wrote back and saying, you realize I've been writing TSH for 10 years and will likely be writing it for another five or more, right? (laughs) Sorry, but I've got too many other writing projects in the works to consider something else. I should probably even drop a few. I like it when OCs kind of muck things up. Mm -hmm. And I like it when, I mean, this is really, I, I kind of... I think I have to edit a little bit because I I feel like I'm trying to solve too many of my problems with canon within my story because I think, hmm, I really want to fix this. And then I go off and fix this, but it's getting too complicated. Also, Hermione, I really want to shoot her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> she, she inspires that sort of thing. I, I have, there's a scene where, like, she's finally introduced to Harry's friends and all she'll, she'll and all she will do is ask questions, which is very much in character for her, but I really want to just strangle her. Yeah, it really is. Bob's getting all the insight into our minds here. I mean, in a way, I've never really had to write Hermione. She's not a main character in my story, and I kill her because I don't... One, it's a logical extension of her character to put her in that situation to get killed. And two, I don't have a subplot for her. There's nothing I can do with her until much, much later on, and I didn't feel like leaving this loose end dangling around that long in order to finally have this later payoff. Oh, I have to deal with her very little, because, Mm -hmm. first of all, Elle's an adult, and it's not like she's a teacher, so she doesn't have to deal with Hermione. But in this first scene, where it's just trying to explain to the audience who my character was in the First War, and this whole answer to Arthur Weasley in book four saying the war sucks but providing no evidence to it and Ella's kind of this evidence of how the worst thing in the world isn't dying the worst thing in the world being the only person left of your entire family survivor guilt yeah survivor guilt and she's also crippled so she's not really recognized as a fully functioning member of wizarding society because magic is supposed to heal everything and this whole theory of like i don't know how well that meshes because look at moody yeah but he's viewed as crazy well he is crazy but (laughs) (laughs) but i i mean i i've kind of dropped that mostly but Mm -hmm. the fact that she was portrayed as crazy back during the first war and it was kind of this whole okay how bad can i make it and put it all on this character and i think the only thing that i didn't do was kill her son (laughs) (laughs) because i figured that would be just cruel (laughs) that's a little overkill but I, I, I killed her parents, I killed all her friends, I killed her husband, I just killed everybody. Well, that just reminds me of things that Ellie wants me to do. She wants me to kill a lot of people. She wants me to kill the entire Weasley family. This is kind of where I wanted Harry Potter to go. More people are going to die. I'm going to really struggle with it, but I'm definitely going to kill a lot more people. I'm very roughly outlining where I would want to go for Half-Blood Prince. 
within the first chapter, I kill three people, like, right my, off the bat. My version of Year 5 is so much darker than canon. Yeah, it's... I mean, as dark as canon got, mine is worse. I pick up at the beginning of Year 5, and Year 5 is more establishing, because Voldemort's still in the shadows, and it's fairly canon in my verse, but Year 6 is where they go off the deep end and, like... Mm-hmm. So many people die, and the muggles get really bad off, and just, I mean... Well, I mean, as many people as did die in canon, it somehow maintains the feel of... Of a children's bit. story. Yeah, because, okay, Remus and Tonks and Sirius are dead, but they weren't big characters. Nope. Fred is dead, but... The twins weren't really big characters. Yeah, by the way, my two favorite sets of characters in the entire canon series, the Marauders and the Twins. Oh, gosh. I, I was so pissed at book seven. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, I, was, I was pissed at it, too, for entirely different reasons, but... That's a discussion for the canon as fanfic podcast. But he I mean, died I, and I'm just like, really? I feel it would have been so much more powerful if Molly was killed, you know? She is on my short list of people to kill. Arthur's beside himself, and the kids are just like, our mom said, what do we do? Yeah, the, well, she is the soul of the family. Oh, yeah. And Tara at the heart, and what happens? My God. I mean, that's a fic in and all of itself. Oh, yeah, totally. That's like taking the first half of Rebuilding Life and amping it up to 11. And I really kind of want to shoot Ron in the face at this point and be like, you know what? Grow a pair. Seriously. Shit could be worse. That's that's one thing I don't intend. I, I am going to let Ron live because that's how much I don't like him. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't said it on yet. I definitely think that a lot of the Weasleys are probably going to die. I might save the twins, I might not. Part of my upset about one of the twins dying in canon is it was supposed to be a kid's book, and in my opinion, you don't kill off the comedic relief in a kid's book. Why would you kill off the six funniest characters in the entire story? To show that things are serious. But it's like the last 50 pages of the story, you're not showing people that it's serious. I have such problems with Book 7 because it ends with Harry walking up to Dumbledore's office and then there's the epilogue. Oh, I ignore the the Well, I ignore it, too. Can can, can I say... I just, I don't like the resolution of the end of the seven years. For the eighth eighth movie, I cried from the moment the screen went dark to the end of the final battle. Just the fact that fandom was ending, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then the epilogue, you know, showed up, and I laughed through the rest of it. (laughs) I laughed hysterically, because they look so freaking ridiculous. They really did. Well, that you could tell that after the uh, um, words are failing me, all that's coming to mind is canon. After the school years finished being filmed, you can tell that the director told the actors to go out and party hard, drink, eat as much <laughs> as you want, gain some weight, basically fuck yourselves up, and then come back in a month and we'll film the epilogue. Ron looks so horrible. <laughs> Ron, I'm sorry, but Rupert Grint is not going to age well. No, no, he's not. And he's never going to get another acting role either. Nope. Well, he's gotten a couple. It's just. He's always going to be typecast as Ron Weasley. Did somebody say Ron Weasley? The idiot. Well, he is an idiot, but once again, that's a discussion for another time. And I was like, I know 
Dan Radcliffe has gone on to do a few other things, but he had to go to the extreme of being naked riding a horse on stage. Yep. Emma Watson, I don't think she'll ever act in anything again. Nope. Anything major, anyway, at least until she hits 30. You know, I don't know. Sorry, I lost a stitch. Or That's I gained fine. a stitch and I wasn't supposed to. That's fine. Bonnie will probably be able to go off. Yeah, because she wasn't a... in the movies. Exactly. The Phelps what? brothers are the twins, so... I love the Phelps brothers. They were particularly well cast, I think. Yeah, they were they were good. Bob, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Are we scaring you yet? Boring you? Good entertainment. <laughs> That's good. This beats flipping on the tube. Yeah. Is there any plan to ever actually do the extras for Firefly? There is no plan as such other there we have an intent. But we have, we have plan no plan. plan. It's on the list. It's just there's so many things that are on the list. Yeah, I mean, um, be impressed that we actually talked about Castle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do want to do more. One of the things that I packed up was The Shepherd's Tale and Those Left Behind. I, still I have need- all three on my other computer. Yeah, I need to get I- the, the third book. And there's several web things that I've tried to extract from whatever way it's been presented, and I haven't had any success in that regard, and I don't even know if I have the links anymore. Right. But I was really going to trust other people to come up with that stuff. There's the Brown Coats remix album, which is music, which I was going to discuss. There's so much. And then there are like other fandom things that are on the list of things to do, and... Yeah, there, there's the Browncoats Redemption movie, which I thought was a continuation of the same characters, but apparently it's just a Xerox of the real characters. Because you, yeah. you look at all the promo art and pictures and stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, this person's Mal, this person is Inara, this person yeah. is... So, I don't know, I'm skeptical now. I actually ended up watching it about a month or two ago, and it's decent, and it gets a lot better when they stop trying to copy exact. There are a few scenes that it's obvious that they were copying pretty much exactly from Firefly, and those parts are just kind of pretty much horribly done. But mm-hmm. the rest of it's decent enough. We could throw together something like that, but I don't know if I really have the fire, if you will, to uh-huh. talk about that stuff. Yeah. But if you feel <laughs> fired up to do it, then by all means, look mm-hmm. for people who want to participate. I may or may not. Uh, I don't know. I mean, one of the best parts of Firefly is the characters and the interactions between them. I read the graphic novels and stuff, and they were good, just didn't have quite what I saw as the best part. So, I mean... Mm -hmm. It was filling in some of the gaps, like the shepherd's tale. Yeah. I don't know. I think we talked enough and hinted at enough stuff to inspire anybody who is interested to seek out these things, but... At this point, I'd probably enjoy more castle podcasts a lot more than extra Firefly. All right, so let's say we're not going to do that. Let me hop on the forum and make a post to that effect. Yeah, I think there's just so much to do that we have to really choose. And we've already done a fire, like two Firefly podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's a 4400 thread. I haven't seen that thing in so long. The 4400? Oh, I just a few months ago picked up the third and fourth seasons. Such a great show. Yeah, it was a really good show. I really enjoyed it. It's what Heroes wanted to be. It really was. I didn't. After the season two or three of Heroes, I just stopped. The first season was great. Second season had no idea where it wanted to go. And the third season was miserable. I never watched any of the fourth season. It wasn't worth it to me. No, I just kind of got interested in other things. 
Mm-hmm. There's been talk on the fan edit board that I'm a part of about taking heroes and producing like one or two full length movies out of the material and cutting characters and stuff that never went anywhere and, and so on. Like the twins that served almost no purpose. I couldn't even tell you who they are. I don't. You, you say the twins and I don't remember. Second season, Siler got to them. It was uh, weird. Is that the boy and girl? Yeah. And the girl, her eyes turned black. Yep. Yeah, they never went anywhere as far as I can tell. It confused us and it's just like, really? I'm just, I don't know what's going on. I linked you in the chat. I'm just entertained by the concept of somebody thinking that midgets have night vision. <laughs> wait, wait, say that again. Oh Go click on the link. I did. Oh, God, my brain. Uh, uh, Maybe wow. they're confusing them with dwarves. Like from Tolkien or something? Hey, dwarf is another word for midget, if yeah. unpc. I mean, so, actually, both of them are pretty unpc at this both point. Of them are really yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's vertically challenged. It's little person. And I'm calling to mind the story of Jen running over a little person <laughs> Mart. I'm uh, the story. Uh, I don't even remember that. I just remember Ryan referencing at one point. She was in the Walmart and she got on the Mart cart. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that Ryan tells stories. But she she ran over, over the little person. She crashed into her, him in Jen fashion. Of course. And she yeah. like helped him up, and he was like, "Oh well, it happens all the time." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ryan just lies to us nonstop. But I, I look. She texts Ryan about this, and Ryan thought that when Jen said she ran over a, With little a car. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you think when I ran over somebody. Yeah. But yeah, but technically the cart it well, was it a motorized cart? Yeah. Oh, well, then it's completely applicable. Yeah. It's funny, though. uh, Like, I've tried to tell my uh, family a little bit about some of the uh, more amusing tidbits from the podcast. And at least one of my sisters has expressed complete disbelief that Jen exists. (laughs) This is not an uncommon occurrence. Well, I think it's actually, it's less that. She doesn't believe Jen exists. She th- just thinks Jen is lying about everything. I guess that's pretty much the same. I've thing. met Jen. She is not the sort of person who lies about stuff. She it's yeah. not in her character. I love the um, story about the live wire in her yard. Oh my god! And the the tree guy with the chainsaw. Yeah. And she was watering the house. <laughs> that's what one does. So I was watering the house, and I didn't have the windows closed. So anyway, <laughs> she just tries to brush by that. Uh, I love Jen so much. I, I do, too. Yeah. She's a wonder, And I'm so happy she's pregnant again. Yeah, I'm so happy that she's pregnant again, too. I love Lee on one of the recent podcasts, on the, uh, the Christmas special, wanting apple juice. <laughs> Uh, I love that he, I think he can hear Ryan through through the, the headphones. He just doesn't bat an eye. We've been exposed to so much Jen at this point, it's hard to make us blink. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, that's Jen. Yeah, or you hear some story that's not up to par with her. Like, for anyone else, this is a huge story, but for her, it's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, you're you're kind of slacking a little bit here. Don't you have a state to set on fire or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember that Christmas special. That was hysterical to listen to. <laughs> 
And I'm sitting there going, how have I never heard of this place before? I love Puffa so much. As do I. But it's awesome. <laughs> it's just weird how things come into your life and... Oh my god, I've been three years on Puffa. Oh god. Yeah. I've been two years, I think. A little more. I mean, I think it's probably three or four that I, since I got onto it, I've only been active at or anything for, I think, at most three, maybe just two. I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. I've laughed, I've cried. Wait, it can't be two years. It has to be three years. It's kind of funny, the thing that got me to actually start being active was the bit at the beginning of episode 45 where um, Bob King of Squirrels is my hero thing. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, okay, now I gotta figure out what this is going on here. Yeah. Oh, I remember episode 113, the, I guess, the changing of hands and everyone on at once and me trying to explain to Ryan for the first time that I have kids and his utter confusion about this. (laughs) Ryan is easily confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently he was trying to do the math on me. And Failed. But, well, I mean, I was talking about my 13-year-old kids. I know. And he's just like, when did you have these kids? Well, that's all right. I remember the episode where Gen 2 said she could be my mother. I'm like, okay, so you had me when you were seven? <laughs> <laughs> sure. And thanks for the apparently now running commentary that I have been pregnant at some point. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Someone has to start these rumors. Well, I mean, it, it, it's funny within Puffwa, but when it starts to leak out of Puffwa and people oh, are it? just like, a little bit, and then it's just like, no, 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 I'm not actually pregnant. Like, <laughs> How is it leaking out? <laughs> through Facebook. Hmm. I, get, I get random comments from people like, is it true that you're pregnant? No, it's not. <laughs> it's a complicated inside joke. Someone walk has away. To start and I, I mean, it's a funny inside joke because I talk about my kids all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a natural progression of, and my kids did this. Uh, well, truly, I think they are your kids because you taught them sex ed. So oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's totally my kids. That totally. Uh. I just, Sue's favorite part of the Wicked Long podcast was the startling revelations bit. <laughs> Which is anything but. <laughs> yes, basically, I have kids. What was your story? Oh, you have a, you you wrote a fan fiction. NPS love slash. Yes, <laughs> I remember. Startling revelations. Uh, and I love PS just leaping on me for using slash as the example of this is what I don't like about relationships. It's <laughs> like no 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 this is nothing to do with slash this is everything to do with relationships. I'm just using it because mm-hmm. I can. Well, she jumped all over me for holding up Snape the Home Fries Nazi and <laughs> saying, "Well, is the sex bad?" Well, I wouldn't know. I didn't read it. It's not my thing. But the rest of the fic is very well done, and I like it. It's a good laugh, and you know, it's got some pretty good characterization. And there's hardcore gay sex. That's fine. I did. I didn't read the sex, but I enjoyed the story. I don't like sex and fan fiction in general, mostly because it's mostly done by sixteen-year-olds who have no idea what sex is like. Yes. Yes. It's just like. Mm, this is bad. Yeah. What yeah. what I find particularly amusing is virgins who are engaging for the first time who have these mind blowing orgasms. Yeah, it's just like yes, because that is how 
that works. Yeah, well, that's written by 16-year-olds who haven't had sex yet. Melinda Leo will never write a sex scene. No. And I'm kind of glad for that. I'm glad. Well, after the, I, I don't even know the right word, but after realizing all of the times that she wrote Harry with tight trousers, she's like, oh my god, I'm a pervert. <laughs> and now I'm in that age where Harry is getting erections, and I'm trying not to be too explicit, but still convey the point. Like, at one point, Harry sits down and he leans forward and rests his elbows on his knees. <laughs> it's like... And I do occasionally have to write him with tight trousers. And I manage to avoid a lot of the embarrassment that has to get written if the girl notices by saying, oh yes, there's a concealment charm for that purpose, and it's passed on by the older students, or Sirius, or, you know, someone has to tell Harry about this. And I, I, I think some of the worst bad fic writing comes from no one bothered to tell Harry this. Yeah. No one bothered to tell Harry about sex ed. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one in particular where wizards have to give witches chocolate, good chocolate, during that special time of the month. Otherwise, they're hellacious bitches. And no one bothered to clue Harry into this, and they're just laughing at him. Yeah, Ella's just a hellacious bitch 24-7. And he gets Ginny a box of chocolate frogs. And she's like, well... I guess this will do. It's like, what the fuck, you greedy bitch? Wow. That's chocolate. Wow. Yeah. That's special. See, that, so so one thing that I really don't like about a lot of Harry Potter fanfiction is it's very rare to have a author make somebody a bitch and just leave them as a bitch. And not, not try and fix it. Just, they're a bitch. Yeah. That's the end of it. It's like you never see the female Snape. Yeah. And I'm not going all the way there. But actually, I, I take that back. Sometimes you do see a female Snape. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm trying to do a little bit with my fic. She doesn't go quite to that degree. But she's a bitch most of the time. She helps Harry out with dueling and stuff. But apart from other people ask her to help her with dueling, she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I can no, do sorry. that. You're not the boy who lived. Piss off. Well, yeah, essentially. Just like, oh, you can't afford me. <laughs> <laughs> she says that to Dumbledore. It's really fun. And she calls Dumbledore on all his shit. Someone um, has to. Well, I mean, cause so Harry kind of lets them in on like one little thing that happened to Hogwarts, and Ella can totally tell that he's holding a bunch back, and it's, she like eventually corners him and just like, okay, tell me everything. And so like when she meets Dumbledore again, she's just like, okay, seriously, I'm gonna kill you now because oh. this is not how it was supposed to go. That's one of my favorite parts about writing Lucius Malfoy is he hears about how Harry was protected and he just starts laughing because he he can't believe how incredibly stupid this is. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. there's better ways to do this. Yeah, should have considered one of my favorite, a Slytherin. One of my favorite James Lives fix was completely abandoned, kind of a thing. But the way they, they started it was fantastic. Fantastic. And it was Dumbledore still wanted Harry to go to the Dursleys. And James was like, oh, well, you know, if you do that, I'll just kidnap him and take him into hiding. And you, you'll never find us. And Dumbledore's pissed, but I mean, what can he do? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Well, it's like the point I brought up on the Bad Fic podcast. I'm sure that James and Lily had already made arrangements in the event of their death because they would not want Harry going to live with Petunia. 
that's the one aspect of manipulative Dumbledore fix that I can buy is that he ignored that part of their will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they are just, one, they're uniquely unsuited to raise a child. Never mind Harry. Yeah. They're just bad people. They're dipshits. They are, but what I don't like is Harry's in his second ear and Vernon picks him up and throws him against the wall and breaks all his ribs. And I mean, that's just over the top. Yeah, I have one word in third year he does that, but at least they wait until Ron's phone call sets Vernon over the edge. But still, it's a little bit like you have to get past it to get to the good stuff. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that's just ridiculous. There's no way Vernon's pretty stupid, yeah, but he's not that stupid. I mean, it's even if he wanted to, if even if he hated well, the, Harry that much. The thing is, I don't know how stupid the man really is. I don't think he's all that stupid. I mean, oh. he he didn't he he was never caught for neglecting his nephew for eleven years. He's a manager, and granted, I have a low opinion of management. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to agree with that. I, I, I guess mean, it's just. Like, incompetent, yes. You know, completely misplaced priorities, but I've never really thought my management was outright stupid. Oh, I, I have. Oh, <laughs> God, I have. Uh, the vice president of the company was a fucking moron. Seriously, there was one time for uh, Christmas, they wanted to get all the stuff out that was sold by a certain date, shipped in time to get there. And so, in discussion with the uh, people who were posting the ads and the um, supervisor of the area that would be getting it out, they had agreed to limit it to a set number of items so that we'd be able to get everything done. And over the weekend, the vice president of the company, who was the guy in charge, like oh, who was the overall guy in charge of that division, just decided to remove the limitation. And we had to stay late several days to be able to get it done. Fucking yes. management. They have no concept of what the people who actually do the work have to put up with yeah yeah i guess they they promise the moon and the people who are in the lab or the plant or the facility or wherever who do the work say uh no no just Mm -hmm. not happening like i got this manager tried to tell me that i could do three runs of a particular test in one day and i said no i can't change the i had a scotty moment i can't change the laws of physics i can do two runs in a day and that's it that's the limitation yeah period and if you don't like that answer you figure out how to do it and you can do it they don't like being told that but But i mean like i don't care (laughs) one thing that really drives me crazy with people's attitudes toward vernon dursley is that they will either pretend that the dursleys just didn't like him and they didn't do anything to him when there are multiple examples of petunia swung a frying pan at his head yeah exactly i just still don't think that they did nothing like Uh really so clearly there's an abusive neglectful Mm. relationship in there it's like i say in the beginning of year two the the quote is something like vernon hadn't hit him and in truth he seldom did but the Mm -hmm. threat was always there yeah i guess probably the reason i said vernon's stupid is because he seems to have a complete inability to learn not to piss off the powerful adult magical people who and so he repeatedly does it and doesn't seem to learn that 
hey, they can do whatever they want to you. Mm-hmm. It's Ron Weasley fanfic syndrome. I don't know. I just, I, I think it's, I understand that it's like a very thin balance beam between ignorant like, and stupid. Well, full on abusive and yeah. just someone who hates his family. But at the same time, <laughs> I, I think he's stupid and abusive, but nowhere near as stupid or abusive as a lot of fics make him out to be. Kind of like yeah, how I, I mean, he's like with Rana. That's why a lot of otherwise good stories I can't read it because yeah, I don't like Ron. He's a moron, but he's not that stupid. I mean, seriously, you really need to listen to the podcast because we talk all about how Ron and fan fiction is reduced to eating and being an idiot. Yeah. Well, you know what I think? I think I need some chamomile before my slumber. I really wish Ron would do something other than eat in fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when PS read to us the entry on the about this it mentioned that ron takes like second and third helpings at dinner after a long bus ride or a long train ride where no lunch is served but that's not right because maybe there is no lunch served but molly sends her children off with sandwiches I don't think it's really about that. It's just the fact that he's a teenager. And I mean, when you were a teenager, guys, didn't you take second helpings at meals? Oh, yeah. I mean, I did. Growing Uh, is hard work. I routinely ate like six pieces of a large pizza and felt perfectly fine. Freshman, sophomore year in college, I could eat the whole large pizza. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's fairly common unless it was from this one place i can't even remember what it was called it went out of business after a few years but it was so good they would just load the toppings on and you would get what i called the heart attack pizza and it's like an inch thick and it's all the meats you know sausage pepperoni bacon and it's oh it was so good and i could only eat two or three pieces before i was full oh that sounds more like a pie than a pizza it was practically a pie but, I mean, it's such a good pizza. You know what? I, I I can accept Ron eating a lot at meals. It's the whole fact that Ron is constantly eating, and that's all he is good for. Mm-hmm. Kind of a- uh, it's a flanderization of the character, and we see it perfectly yeah. illustrated in the musical. Ron is always eating. Did somebody say Ron Weasley? Always has a snack. I don't have a snack, and I'm missing Wizards of Waverly Place for this, okay? Honestly, the musical is nothing but Flanderizations. I love the musical. That's why the musical did so well, is because it's all Flanderizations. Yeah, musical is so damn funny. <laughs> the second one, have... not so much. The, f- the second one had its moments. What? Ron isn't the anti-hero. What are you talking about? Wait, where are we talking about this? I'm looking at TV tropes under Ron Weasley. Oh, yeah. No, Ron is not the anti-hero. Ron is the jackass. I don't think they really understand the term anti-hero. It's it's, the anti-hero is someone who does all the things that the hero does, but for selfish reasons, not for selfless reasons. Yeah. A character archetype that is almost as common in modern fiction as the ideal hero. An anti-hero is a protagonist who has the opposite of most traditional attributes of a hero. Good example of an anti-hero is Severus Snape. He's an asshole, and he's selfish. He saved Harry Potter because of Lily. That's kind of selfless, actually. Yeah, but... Because he did it for someone else. For a love that was unrequited. I think TV Tropes is missing the the point of anti-hero. They put Edmund Pensivi in the first book as the anti-hero. Yeah, oh, Edmund. Yes. Edmund, yeah. That, that's not really... No, that's not the anti-hero. 
I can see where they're coming from on that. He's definitely not the hero. No, uh, but he's not the anti-hero either. And later on, he becomes quite the hero. Yeah. I like Edmund just, a lot, actually. I love Edmund. He's a little kid in the first book and therefore kind of doesn't know what he's doing. Have you read any Narnia fanfic? Not really. Okay, there's a pretty decent one called The High King, The Duchess, and The Secret. Can you link so I can it's, add to that? I'm, I'm working on it. Awesome. Yay. It fits in amazingly well around the canon. The sequel is called... The Changing of the Constellations, and I'm not sure if the follow-up is Nightmare. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It details Peter getting married, Edmund getting married, and the comedic hijinks that happen as a result. Very fun. I thought so. I, I really enjoyed the story, and for whatever reason, fanfiction.net is being a douche. Yes, it is. Uh, I've noticed a lot recently, like past few weeks or whatever the login area like if you're trying to look at what takes you I have favorited that. or anything it's really bad so question out of curiosity <laughs> this is a personal opinion thing so end of prisoner of azkaban ron is willing to die for harry is he? and what yeah in front of Sirius black you'll have to kill us too okay and then right. you know maybe six months later just because harry's name came out of cup he's like turned his back why do you think that is? Is there a legit... <laughs> I just feel like it's, it's suddenly a very different character, suddenly. Um, I don't know. That's... I love Prisoner of Azkaban for that reason. The only problem I really had with Prisoner of Azkaban was all the exposition dialogue at the end. Yeah, that was kind really, of... Really? We're, we're going to spend four or five pages detailing Remus's life story? <laughs> really? Yeah, that... that... Always kind of skin that part. Yeah, well, you're going to see some of it in my year four. And I put it in the beginning of year four where expositionary dialogue belongs. I just feel it's very weird that suddenly he's an ass. An ass. I, I mean, I think the only thing that can really explain it is jealousy. Ron's jealousy is completely and utterly out of control. Yep, I guess. Don't I mean, like I don't. I don't, I don't like it either. I don't know what other explanation there could be, though. Uh, I also right. hate the fact that Hermione's pretty in the movies. I don't mind it, because she was described as cleaning up really well, and I think she just doesn't care about her appearance, per se, and therefore she ignores it. Hey, Hermione, hey, you look great. You look wonderful. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you know, I, I used to think looks weren't important, and now I think they're more important than anything. She thinks... Taming her hair is too much trouble. But she doesn't have bushy hair. She is pretty hair. Bad casting choice? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's essentially it. I'm sure they could have teased her up like 80s style. <laughs> well, in the first two movies, oh. she, she wore that wig and it was fine. Uh, I find it funny that I can pretty much always tell if a movie was made in the 80s by just seeing the people's hairstyle. Oh, yeah. I love it, though. It's hilarious. It's good times. Fabulous. Does anyone have a good suggestion for fanfic that is Harry Draco friendship? No. They no. don't exist. They really don't. Uh, it's all slash. <laughs> Except for yours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's slash and then death rolls. That's it. <laughs> I haven't heard of any, so... Somebody, um, this same reviewer that I was talking to earlier who wanted me to do a writing project for them, asked, can I give some suggestions on fan fiction that is Harry Drucker friendship? So I'm writing back, nope, not a one. <laughs> it's all porn. It is. Uh, it's I just... love, 
Oh, man. I love... Do you remember that podcast? Which part of what? Where yeah. Ryan was telling the story By about Jen. Jen Jen's yes. review of the uh, beautiful Draco Hermione. Draco <laughs> Harry. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, she, was, she was reading and she got to chapter three. It's all porn! <laughs> They're having sex all over the place. Uh. Then again, at least it was in the R&P thread and not somewhere else. Because that's what the R&P thread is for, to say things that will offend people. See, that's the thing. I can think about ways that other people mean. Yeah, I'm just not. potentially yeah. mean. And Especially this late at night. I'm just like, you know what? I say what I mean, and that's it. I'm sure I've pissed plenty of people off in my time in fandom. When we were talking about the value of a bachelor's degree in arts or whatever, I offended Julia, and I had to say, look, I'm not trying to offend you, but... Well, I think your point was valid that most degrees in English are kind of useless. I mean, Julia's actually using it because she went and got her master's, but most people just kind of... In and of itself, it's useless. Like, in and of itself, a degree in psychology, a bachelor's degree in psychology is not useful. It's really not, even though it's a great major... I know so many English majors that just don't do anything with it. Would you like but, fries with that? Yep. You know, they work at the bank. Is there anything else I can do for you today? They, by and large, wind up in customer service fields, regardless of where that field is, in a restaurant or a bank or what have you. Yeah, if I ever work in customer service again, I might kill myself. Yeah, I have no desire to go back working in retail. And I'm proud to say I'm 33 years old and I've ever jockeyed a register. Yeah, I've done that way too much. Previously, I had worked at the deli counter in a Victory supermarket. I wor- I say, I've worked I say deli Victory too. supermarket like you guys yeah. would know what that is. It's a local regional thing. Yeah, I mean, working the deli counter, you discover how much you hate people. Oh, I despise people. But the, I ever- actually, the deli counter was the best job that I had as far as people go. Why is that? Let's see. My first job was McDonald's. Oh, God. <sighs> <sighs> did you ever oh, that's have- fun. Did you ever have people trying to buy one McNugget? No, but I had people. So we were at McDonald's in a mall. So there were certain things that we couldn't serve under contract because there was an ice cream store across from us. So we couldn't serve ice cream. The number of people that swore us out because we didn't serve ice cream. And I was just like, you know what? There's a McDonald's five miles away. If you go that way, go get ice cream there. I would just point them across the way and say, take it up with them. Most of the time I would. But, you know, if they continued, I'd be like, you know what? There's a McDonald's like five miles away. Go go over there. McDonald's was one of the worst. I worked at a Cold Stone Creamery, and my managers were 16, and I was uh, 18 at the time. Oh, no. I wanted to shoot them, but like I only, I only lasted half the summer because they would have food fights. They would insult me in front of customers. I didn't ins- mind the insulting me so much as the fact that it was... They were being unprofessional in front of customers. Correct. That was just one of those things of like, really, this is not appropriate. There's a line out the door for people who are wanting ice cream. You should be working your ass off and not... Being a douchebag? Being a douchebag, essentially. So I lasted maybe six weeks of earning like $75 a week because they had hired all these people. So they would give them like two shifts a week and it just... drove me freaking nuts and eventually like i didn't even give notice i just said you know what i quit yeah i'm done is illinois a right to work state where it's at will yep it's a good thing i do not have to give notice mm-hmm. i can just most of the time on, on jobs that i like i give notice mm-hmm. it's but, courtesy and you like good references out of there i've quit i <laughs> i was particularly proud of myself this is a cunning slytherin plan 
my manager was semi-retired, so he wasn't there on Friday. So I got the HR lady to sign my time slip, and I never went back. Very nice. The owners were both law students, and they were never there. So I called them that night. I was just like, you know what? Your store is out of control. I have never seen. I have never worked for a worse company, and I've worked retail for many, many years. The next Saturday, I saw them all having a meeting in there as I drove past, and I was just like, "Ha ha! I caused that." Nice way to instigate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. I mean, it was just a truly awful experience. And like, I would, we would be, we would close at midnight, and they would sit. And chill in the front while I was, like, washing all the dishes. And I really wanted to get home and go to bed because you're up till 1 a.m. And you just really want to go to bed. Not that we know anything about that. It's not 1.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> well, I mean, when you don't have to get up again in the morning, it's fine. Yeah. But, like, when yeah. you have school in the morning, it's just kind of like, I want to go to bed. Mm. We're, we're, you know, I've been on my feet for four hours. We're going to bed. We're leaving. It was just kind of a horrible job. Well, any job where you deal with the public generally is. Yeah. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to only... Like, I've only had one real job, mostly because I never really bought anything before, so I didn't need one very much. It was a nice job at first. I like computers, and it was fixing up, like, old computers from companies when they're upgrading or whatever and then selling them. I liked it at first, but then... By the time I quit, pretty much everyone working in the area where we fixed up the computers to sell to individual people through eBay or whatever, pretty much everyone, by the time I quit, everyone despised the uh, people in charge. And it was uh, funny, like when I left, we were told that if we got everything done by a certain time, we could leave early. And they kept bringing back like a single order that would take half an hour because of just the things that take forever to get through. Mm -hmm. And so I went up to the uh, manager said, I gave you my notice, I'm quitting in a week, so I'm going to just leave now because I came this close to just throwing this laptop against the ground. And then I got a text message the next day saying that if I didn't want to, I didn't have to come in the next week. And I was fine with that. What's (laughs) funny, though, is they still want me to come back because (laughs) I was one of the best workers they'd they'd had. Oh, that's what's funny. They shit all over you, and then they act surprised when you don't want to work there. Yeah, Yeah, I don't miss working retail. Working at the deli was the worst, though. uh, We had this one lady lady who managed to trick the two of us who were working into both waiting on her at the same time. There's a line building up behind her, and each of us thought that we were dealing with her, and the other was dealing with the next customer. That's special. That lady was a wicked bitch. And then we had this other lady. She was ordering whitehead cheese, which if, as you have worked the deli, you should know all about whitehead cheese. Yep. It is nasty, disgusting stuff, Bob. Yep. It's basically the unusable parts of the pig ground up and cheese poured around it, and then it solidifies and they slice it up. It's absolutely disgusting. And she freaked out because I was slicing it on the meat slicer instead of the cheese slicer. Oh, we didn't have separate slicers. We just oh, had we'd... one slicer. Oh, just one? Oh, yep. my God. We, we at least had two. Nope. Um, one was specifically for cheese. You only cut cheese on that, or you could cut other things on it, but che- all cheese was cut on this one, and the other was used for everything else and roast beef and such, and she just started flipping out on us, and I was like, ma'am, I cleaned the blade before... 
I sliced it, and I'm going to clean it after it because nobody wants your damn cheese to contaminate their meat. Just because it's it's so awful, and you have to slice it on the designated meat slicer because there is meat in it. Right. Yeah. And she cussed us out, and we had other customers in line who we served after that went up to the manager and told them what a wonderful job we had done handling this irate customer. For for one thing, it was a very small grocery store. It's one of those old local bomb-and-pop kind of places. Okay. So the deli department's basically this thin strip where you've got the display counter six inches and then the ovens for like pies and breads and stuff. And that's it. That's, that's you know, the space for your, yeah. like you get, a, it's a six inch little strip of pe- where you get to stand. Yeah. So we had two slicers. One didn't really work. So we just used the one and no one complained. Because yeah. if you wanted something different, then, you know, you could go to the Dominic's, which is our local place, chain place. But the Dominic's didn't have it as good as meat. Of meat. Yeah, Victory was a local chain uh, in the New England area, Massachusetts mm-hmm. specifically. Out of business now for several years, which is a shame because I always like going there because the prices were much better than the Hannaford, which, yeah, fuck Hannaford. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, it was definitely exper- an experience. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should work a job where they have to deal with the public that way when they go out and are the public, they are not that guy. Yep. Most hilarious thing I've ever had to deal with was probably the guy that came into the Office Depot looking to buy Linux. <laughs> what? Uh, wait, 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 what? <laughs> he wanted to buy Linux. <laughs> can you give me his number? I can sell him Google Chrome. No. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh but, my god. So, me and the tech girl. Now, did he want to buy a disk with Linux on it? He did not know what Linux was. He was just told by a friend that he had to go buy Linux. Oh, God. I love the friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, you can pay for a disk to be sent to you, but... But not through Office Depot. No, not through Office Depot. But It was amazing. Well, my personal favorite along those lines of, of just incongruous stuff as it regards technology is you're looking for drivers for your network card and the person on the phone tells you oh just go to the website moron i'm looking for a driver for the network card so i can get on the fucking internet (laughs) (laughs) oh man also shouldn't always trust those websites. The old laptop I had, I updated to the newest, ver- like it was an HP laptop, I updated to the newest version of the audio driver, uh-huh. and my sound stopped working. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a common problem. I was happy. I figured out why I could not have my record playback and my line in active at the same time. It's, why not? It's very weird. It has something... I don't know why specifically, but I figured out how to switch between the two so I'm not crippled anymore. That's good. Because I was using the record playback function to record audio off of DVDs and whatnot. This this is totally not a big deal. This is a big deal. It's a very big deal. And then I plugged in my line in to do some recording and I couldn't get it to work. I I don't even know what wasn't working, but it it didn't work spectacularly. And then my record playback stopped working. I was like, what the fuck? 
So apparently when you enable one, it disables the other. Oh, like the regular, like, cashiers, like, I had, like, gained, like, no reputation, like, by the, like, time I quit of, like, the most, like, patient, like, cashier, like, like, like. We had a HP inkjet sale going on where it was buy one, get one half off. And first he tried to convince me that it was buy one, get one free. <laughs> then he tried to convince me that it was buy one, get half off of the entire order. <laughs> which is the same as buy one, get one free. So second, like, the, and then he tried to convince me that the limit wasn't 10, like it said in the ad. It was as many as you wanted. <laughs> no, sir. It says right here, very clearly, <laughs> limit 10. So I went on, you know, I was... I was. Now, I have a question. Is that buy 10, get 10 at half off? Or is it so 10 in total? It's 10 total. Okay, so... So you can buy, buy five. 5, and then you get 5 half off. Which is, you know, you pretty good for HP Inc. You should have sold it to him as buy 7.5, get 2.5 free. <laughs> um, that we can't fix the system. Like, the system's all automatic. So even if we wanted to, we can't. And then he wanted to apply his coupons to it. Well, we don't earn any money off of... HP Inc. normally, so our our coupons don't can't be applied to HP Inc. It, it just it it was like twenty minutes of me, and then I finally was just like, you know what? Let me call a manager over, and you can talk with them. Yeah, I don't get paid enough to deal with your bullshit, sir. He um, does. I, he I doesn't, love, but <laughs> I love the teacher who started ranting at me because she was just like, I don't get paid enough to buy these things for my students, and she was complaining about her yearly salary to me, who earns eight dollars an hour and is yeah. paid. For part-time work. It's like, hello, completely out-of-touch idiot. Do you not have a sense of who you're talking to here? I'm just sitting there going, yeah, I earn way less than minimum wage by, you know, full, full-time full standards because I don't work full-time. I'm just going to listen to you rant. Yeah, wow, it must really suck to not make a lot of money. It must really suck to make your rent and have money for food and stuff. Well, I do think it's bullshit that teachers, one, have to spend personal money to buy supplies for their students oh yeah but, totally. but two that yeah. they even bother doing it yeah it's well i mean and the fact that they get paid so little is total bullshit but yeah. i mean I, I i can't control that i would have no problem paying teachers more money if we could do away with the union and thus fire the bad oh. teachers oh yes like my parents have both been teachers at some point. At one point, uh, my mom still is, and it's not as much of a problem because Georgia doesn't have teachers' unions or anything like that. Ooh, I might have to move to Georgia. Well, yeah, Catherine and I have already decided we're not putting our children in public school. Private school? Maybe homeschooling. Ooh, that works. I'm going to send them up to Auntie Jess. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Uh, I saw something un- unfriendable that's a little hysterical. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And just for the record, Catherine is not pregnant. We do not plan to get pregnant anytime I soon. I didn't think that she was. Well, sometimes we have to clarify these things. Well, uh, when you get married, you talk about theoretical how you're going to raise your theoretical kids. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an important topic. Although I'd say if you do do homeschooling, you have to definitely make sure that your classes are hard enough. Because there was a kid that he had been doing homeschooling all the way up through middle school. He was in, he came into public school my freshman year, high school, I think. From what I heard, he wasn't able to handle it or something, and he went back to homeschooling after that. Well, that's also because a lot of homeschoolers can't handle it because they're not used to the structure of the normal school day. 
Yeah. On that subject, I will say it's not really too big a concern because I have a Bachelor of Science in Chemistry. She has a Bachelor's of Science in Physics and Mathematics. Yeah, you're good. I found the Belgariad Parts 1 and 2 in hardcover for only 22 bucks. Ooh, shiny. Very shiny. Yes. Six bucks for shipping. That's not bad. No, not at all. Fuck it. Buy it now. <laughs> buy it now is such a dangerous option. It yeah. really is. Or Amazon one click. Yeah. I have to say, so a little bit of ner- a nerdy thing. I'm currently waiting for my multi-out AV corn. I bought a N64. I, I actually have, still have an N64. As do I. My brother the, took ours and then decided to take all the good games. The only reason that I bought one was so I could play GoldenEye. Uh-huh. Golden yeah. that's pretty nice. And I particularly remember with fondness setting it to one hit kill and then no weapons. So you just go around karate chopping people to death. Karate for defense only. Ooh, very we, nice. We weren't allowed to buy gun games. And of course, I have the original Super Smash Brothers for Nice. Yes. Yes, that's another one that my brother stole without my knowledge. In that time, I have since picked up Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Legend of Zelda games. And those uh, are the other two that my brother stole. But I've <laughs> never played them. I, I have both of the cartridges, but I've never played them. Ooh, you need to play them. So I've heard. I've been playing the crap out of Skyward Sword, which is a great game. And let me just say, it triggers my vertigo. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. It is just amazingly well done graphics, because Link will walk up to the edge and he'll look down and you'll go, Yeah! Even though it's a game, and I mean, I, I've got my vertigo pretty well under control. I can be in high places and not break down into tears like I did as a small child. But I play this game, and in certain parts, the bottom of my stomach just drops out. Usually when he's on the really high cliff overlooking the bottomless pit or whatever, but yeah. it's a yeah. great game. It, it, it is a Zelda game, because the last Zelda game I played was Link to the Past. Oh, I can't wait to get... So, my basically, the deal was that I get all the games, and my brother got the console, so I would have to pay for the console, and he would have to pay for the games. He took the good games and the console, so now he has to, he has to give me back the good games, because I'm just like, I want Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And since they don't make them anymore, it's like double the price of what it originally no, was. No, you can buy them used for like five bucks. Yeah, they're not, they're not so bad. They mass produce those ones. Try and get your hands on an original gold Zelda cartridge, though. Oh boy! Yeah, I still have my original Zelda cartridge. <laughs> still has the original battery in it too. Nice. I remember some years ago I popped it in just to see, and my game was still on there. I was like, oh sweet. Where was I? What was I doing? So I have currently the five games that I have: Pod Racing, Mario Party Two. Donkey Kong 64, Banjo-Tooie, and Pokemon Stadium. Do you remember playing? Did you guys, Were either of you into Pokemon at all? Um, Thank God, yeah, no. I, I was for a while. I, I don't think I ever went beyond the gold and silver or whatever. I think that was the second edition kind of area. Yeah, the third, third. Because uh, first third. edition was red-blue, then came the Pikachu yellow version oh well i guess i played first and third then it's it's i can't believe they're still going they're still going there are over 500 pokemon now it's just ridiculous it's just like there were only supposed to be 100 so glad i never got involved with that oh that reminds me um 
Back when I had a uh, Super Nintendo, one of the things that was pretty awesome was the um, Game Boy cartridge. Like you put yes, the cartridge the Super in Game that. Boy. Yeah, and what was amazing was you put the uh, Game Boy cartridge into the little thing, put it in the Super Nintendo, and it had uh, like the uh, Game Boy cartridge had a lot more capability than just what the Game Boy could display. Like it was in full color when you put it in the Super Nintendo. Actually, when you put original Game Boy games in, it was simulated color, but the later cartridges were in full color and the Game Boy Color games are absolutely perfect. Yeah, I, it was Game Boy Color I think I had. Yeah. I miss Atari. I still have my 2600. When I come out there, I'll have to play some. Absolutely. That will be fun. Original Darth Vader model. <laughs> my grandfather's was like completely old school, 1960s, the first model that ever came out type. Not 1960s, probably more like 1980s, but you know what I mean. Would have been impressive, more impressive if it was the 1960s because that was 15, 20 years before the. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my dad developed it in California before Silicon Valley existed. No, not really. My grandfather only ever had the classic games like Pong and Centipede. Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Um, combat. Combat. Oh my god, the Combat parachute. is a great game. Parachute, which I got really good at by the end. Oh god, I don't remember that. You flew out of airplane. Or you like dove out of airplanes and you have to like launch the parachute and like try and land on the target and like the wind would change hmm do you remember barnstorming no i don't think he had that one you, you control a, a biplane and you had to fly it through barns i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> because it's fun because it's fun ps may not be able to podcast until mid-march yeah her, her computer is messed up just gotta stop looking at that porn <laughs> I just made cat snort. <laughs> uh, I've always been a PC, never really been Mac. I mean, I tried one out for a little while, but didn't, decided to go back. And I've never had problems with viruses destroying my computer because I've always been careful about where I go on the internet and not downloading random things from random websites. Uh-huh. It depends on how skilled you are with a computer. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I have a Mac, but that's more of a personal preference thing. I can use yeah. PCs. I have a yeah. PC and I know how to protect it. It's not hard. No, um, it's not. It's especially with like all of good free antivirus stuff, and especially like within the browsers, I mostly use Chrome now. Mm-hmm. And there's this nice little thing called Web of Trust. It's pretty much user-generated information. Like it pops up a little symbol that says, like if it's green, then that means the users have said that this is a good site. If it's red, then that means you go there, you're probably going to get tons of viruses, all that crap. I didn't I, like Chrome all that much. I tried it for like two weeks. Yeah, I use yeah, it. I, it, it took some getting used to, but now I'd use it yeah. all the time. If it had the plugins that I had for Firefox, I'd be much happier with it. I actually, as, as it is, I use Firefox whenever I need to capture video and whatever, because I still have all my old plugins installed on that one. I actually need to download Firefox. This thing is six months old, and I have I have I keep forgetting to download it. Getfirefox.com. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Well, actually, I'm on Mozilla.org. That works too. I, I do love a, Firefox. Firefox and Chrome. I like. I prefer Chrome. I'm. Not really sure why. I guess probably just because I've gotten used to it by now. But I just never use Internet Explorer. Oh, uh, God. No. The only thing you use Internet Explorer for is to download Firefox. Yep. Yeah. 
I have Safari, which is better than Internet Explorer. <laughs> it's okay. It's not bad. It's just because I don't use it for much else besides checking Facebook these days. It's not like I care. I use the Internet a whole lot less now that I don't have a connection in my apartment. I haven't had Internet in my apartment for a year and a half or more, and I don't really miss it. I realized that I was spending a lot of time on Facebook in these damn games. I mean, I never played Farmville, but I was into School of Wizardry back when it was still Wicked Harry Potter themed and Castle Age, but I don't even remember the last time I logged into Castle Age. I've got mail. I swear I just heard the AOL (laughs) sound. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's my iPhone's mail sound. Thinking of getting... You're either play portal at all Did yes you I used uh, to. Um, there's uh, some pretty good uh portal sounds for your phone like when you get mail I, I don't remember what it said but it's nice things some pretty funny things i really need to get that for my phone i made my own sounds for the phone it's amazing. amazing so it's amazing what you can do with some audio editing software my ringtone is a sample of the bed invader song I'm afraid, but okay. I'm not getting any recognition. No, I'm not really. I I just got shared last weekend's pictures, so I'm a little distracted by pretty photos. Yay. Oh my god, the Bed Intruder song has its own Wikipedia page. (laughs) Yeah, I remember this. Here's the original song. Now, are you aware of just how viral this thing went? Yes, I did. I remember this. This link that I'm sending now is the Ross D. Drum and Bass remix, which is Freaking amazing. I think it's a meme now. I'm sure it is. But this is the Subway Funk drum and bass remix. Yeah, I remember this. I just wasn't paying attention. That's fine. (laughs) I love people. They're so hilarious. (laughs) Subway funk. (laughs) The ultimate, though, I think, was when it was done by the uh, North Carolina A&T marching band. They did a band version of it. And they did this in a show on the field. It's just severely messed up. And even better, there's a very, very talented fellow by the name of Eric Stanley, who is somewhat known for doing nifty work on the violin. And he played the song on the violin. And, oh my god, someone put it into rock band. My brain hurts. Not as much as do midgets have night vision. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um... You know the uh, theme song from Portal, Still Alive? There was apparently a, um, a school choir that did it, and it's not really the kind of song you would think of. Your, it, looks, it seems like middle school choir or any, something like that, singing. It's not seen, but it's a little bit dark for that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. I will check that out in a minute. My brain hurts. <laughs> and uh, another thing, um, you both have seen through the end of the second season of Castle, right? Yes. Yeah, it's been a while, but I have. 
there's a, a nice little one shot that I found that wait, never mind. It's from the end of the third season, so I, okay, which you haven't don't. seen. Yeah. This so is really mind. dark for little kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these were great photos. I feel like an idiot now. Why? So Saturday night at this retreat thing, we were supposed to talk about the weirdest story, the weirdest story we ever had, and Puffo didn't even come to mind. Oh no! Uh, what did so you no- talk about? I talked about nearly dying from a migraine. That's um, not weird. That's tragic. <laughs> I don't really have much that's like strange. People ask you for Puffo. weird stories, and you don't think of Puffo. We're very disappointed uh, in you. Yeah, I know, but it. It didn't happen. Most of the stuff that is weird didn't happen to me. This is true. The known stuff, most of it has happened to Jen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, have you never had weird things happen since Puffwa came into your life? I drove into a ditch. <laughs> did you miss this? Maybe. I what was episode did you talk the, about this in? Uh, it, we were still on Piancast, but. Uh, explain it. I was driving out to Minnesota, and it was rainy, and I hydroplaned, mm-hmm. and I was kind of freaking out because I was fishtailing a little bit, and there were people behind me, and I didn't really want to hit the people behind me, and I couldn't hit my brakes because you can't hit your brakes when you hydroplane, and there was a ditch right next to me, so I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to drive into the ditch, <laughs> and so I did. That's very reasonable. Yes, I'm a very reasonable driver. Steer into the skid. Just, yeah. you know, I'm just going to drive into the ditch because that's the thing that seems the safest to do right now. I've, strangely enough, not really had anything that weird. I mean, I guess the uh, closest would be kind of somewhere like I was driving to, I think, a graduation for, for one of my cousins or something. And my car just kind of suddenly started spinning. And I did a full, like it spun, my car spun like 180 degrees around completely. Mm-hmm. And... It wasn't, it hadn't rained at all recently. The best I can tell, there was like little tiny rocks on the road or something making, I don't know what caused it, but I have no idea how I didn't crash. That's mm-hmm. nerve-wracking, yeah. It oh, I, really I, I, I did get the viral mono that was Pofuenian mm-hmm. in nature. Let's see, I ran out of gas. That, that was very Pofuenian. Although that's totally the fault of the vehicle because... The 2004 Chevy Tracker does not have a low gas warning light. So your tracker doesn't keep track of the gas? <coughs> Apparently not. That's special. That was yeah. exceedingly special. I was swearing until I was blue in the face that day. Yeah. I was supposed to podcast that night, too. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's another thing. Uh, the first car that I actually bought... I bought it about nine months ago or something, and I, who the people who sold it to me better wish I'd never meet them again, because I've, at this point, had to replace pretty much everything but the engine. <laughs> uh, well, what the, was uh, it, and how many miles did it have? It was a 1997 Honda Civic. The odometer said 165. They said 165. What I didn't notice until I had already bought the car was the little sticker in the corner that said, next oil change 217. <whistles> yeah. And so I was driving, I think, driving home from work one day, and the transmission just stopped working. Ouch. That yeah. really sucks. I'm Ouch. just glad I wasn't on the highway at that point. Yep. Uh-huh. 
I don't know. Maybe next time one of these come bring up with bring with the anonymous storytelling, I will put down that I am cursed, just to be funny. I don't know. I've had in my driving career four Toyota Camrys. It was never the engine that went. It was everything else. And I've never owned a car. At around 180,000 miles, that's when it becomes time to replace most of the piping underneath in the exhaust system. The flex pipe, the front pipe, the center pipe, the axle pipe, the muffler itself. I should probably go to bed. Okay. Mainly because I have to be at the doctor's at 10 tomorrow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, it's it's only two here, but I should probably go. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should too. It's starting to be a little past my bedtime. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. I don't have a bedtime anymore. Neither do I. It's fabulous. I just go to bed when I want to. And I feel a lot better. I'm glad I no longer have to work at a place where I started work at 6 in the morning. Ugh. And for the first two or three months that I worked there, it was 6 to 7. Ouch. Yeah. The only good thing you can say about that kind of schedule is you never have to deal with traffic. Because no yes. one's awake when you're going in and everyone's home when you're leaving. Yep. Small mercy, but right. damn. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go to bed and take right. my, my, my neck while I'm just completely pass out. You do that, cat. Feel better. Best of be, luck tomorrow. I'll be fine. Ugh. I just need some... Uh, what am I... What the, <laughs> Something. I'm, the... And I, I need antibiotics because I'm dealing with kids, so I can't just let this, like, right out. May I recommend the Hall's Defense? Just super load your system with vitamin C. Yeah, I've been using emergency. Good. I love that stuff. I that'll, have the pink lemonade-flavored emergency. Nice. That'll help a lot. I once kicked a sinus infection in one week using nothing more than orange juice and vitamin C supplements. Very nice. I eventually need my adenoids out. I have really big adenoids and really small sinus cavity, and that leads to a lot of infections. And I should have had my adenoids out when I was like eight, and we never got around to it. They wanted to take my wisdom teeth out many years ago. My parents said, oh, no, it's not necessary. Then years later, it became necessary, and I had to pay for it as opposed to the insurance. Yeah, I've had my wisdom teeth out. I had jaw surgery. Now I'm having my adenoids out. Who knows what's next? jaw surgery what for my jaws was born weird so they had to correct it because my front teeth touched but my back teeth didn't and then i also haven't had an overbite and an underbite so like i couldn't chew properly how the hell do you have an overbite and an underbite it's really impressive yeah that's wow you are some kind of special (laughs) uh i i was very i was some kind of special i had two sets of braces over a decade of my life Mm-hmm. I had an expander. I had retainers. Uh, expanders are fun. They hurt. Like yeah. seriously, that's I have had been through all the surgery. Worst pain in my life was the expander. Uh, it's pretty much the rack in reverse. Like it's pushing yeah. your mouth apart rather than pulling it apart. I split Oof. a muscle in my shin, and that was not as bad as the expander. <laughs> Ouch. It makes had, you it, it makes you cry a little every time, just like these yeah. tears that are just like in your eyes, just like oh that hurts. I had braces. It was not fun. No, no. I can't imagine doing like more in depth and so on. So carry on, soldier. Yay! All right. Good night, cat. Be well. I'm gonna go to bed. I'll be. I, I'm Good fine. Night. I get like four of these a year, 
So yeah, this doesn't make it any easier to deal it's with. It's all good. I can breathe now. It just stings to inhale. Go get better. It's. I will. I will. Good night. We'll talk to you later. Good night. Bye. Good night, Bob. Good night.